shared with those of you who were here for our Thanksgiving service that I was a little bit giddy to be spending the holidays alone. My family was scattered with other plans, and I acted just disappointed enough to make them all feel just guilty enough to promise they would all be home for Christmas. It was a quiet day, and I loved it. It gave me time to start pulling things out for Christmas because, my goodness, Advent was right on the heels of Thanksgiving this year, yes? I could do everything at my own pace, lingering over the treasures of a lifetime, mine, my husband's, and those from our time together as a family of five. And I'll be honest, I was also grateful for the quiet and the slow pace because while I was feeling gratitude this Thanksgiving, I was also feeling a heaviness in my soul. I have felt that for over a week now. I've been thinking about today, about stepping into this pulpit again, Again, after events that unsettle us and break our hearts. I stood here in this pulpit after Pittsburgh, after Christchurch, after January 6th, and after Uvalde. And it's month of November in a span of just nine days. Charlottesville, Colorado Springs, and Chesapeake, Virginia. My friends, I have no more words. Certainly not any new ones. Lord, have mercy. And we know that we can't look at each other and say words like shocked anymore. Or we can do better. I can't say that anymore. We know what to do. As Richard often says, there are people of goodwill on both sides of the aisle who want to work together for policies that keep us all safer. We know what to do. So then, how do we live through this, through this particular season? How do we keep our internal landscape from crumbling when all around us things seem to be doing just right? I think, I think the season of Advent speaks to that very thing. The Pearsons have never been a family who wait until Christmas to put baby Jesus in the crush. Neither Don nor I grew up with that tradition, although I know Evans did. But after placing my various nativity uh, scenes out in the house this year, 
I went back and I collected all of those infant figures. I put them away, at least for now. Because this year, I do not want to rush and skip over this small but visible reminder of the way. This acknowledgement that we live in a time of darkness awaiting the light. We live in the meantime. A time that has been promised but is not yet. We proclaim the mystery of faith in our Eucharistic liturgy. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. But not yet. Our collect this morning speaks to the mortal life between Jesus visiting us in great humility to his coming again in great majesty. We live in the in-between time. Always not as it should be. Advent reminds us of that. Our reading from Isaiah speaks to this time. Starting in days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established. All of the nations shall stream to it. People shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And while that beautiful spiritual revived during the Vietnam era by Pete Seeger, down by the riverside has been running through my head all week. I see several of you nodding. Y'all will be glad to know I will not be singing it for you. <laughs> and you're welcome for that. It is helpful to have a bit of context here. In the first chapter of Isaiah, the people are lamenting that they have broken all is lost. How we are feeling is not new. Chapter 2 tells them that it is God who can fix it. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Light will come. Today we begin a new year in our lectionary. We will be traveling with Matthew's Gospel for the next 12 months. And we enter this season of Advent with Matthew's particular bent on the life and teachings of Jesus. Discernment, judgment, watchfulness, and the surprising presence. We can read this text from Matthew and have it engender in us a sense of dread and paranoia. Or we can look at it as a reminder that in this in-between time, God can surprise us. Watchfulness can 
also be a posture of hope. We can find hope in the midst of the encroaching darkness in these shortening days that lead us to the first coming of Christ. My friends, I wonder, where are you finding hope right now? Where are you seeing the surprising presence of God? I've been sitting with this question for over a week because I knew I was going to ask it. And I'll tell you where I'm seeing hope. I see hope in those children that come and sit here on the carpet at this service every Sunday. I wish you all could have our view from behind the altar. It is priceless. There is always at least one child who sits front and center all the way up to the edge, as close as they can get to the stairs. Their legs crisscross applesauce, leaning forward, watching as we celebrate the Eucharist, watching for the surprising presence of God. Last week, there was a child reverently posed in the most classic prayer position, head down, bowed, while reciting the Lord's Prayer. And there was another little boy on that side of the carpet who was doing what I thought were karate chops. <laughs> but then I, was, then I realized he was watching Dr. Boney intently. And he was trying to imitate his conducting of the choir. And Michael, we would all agree that you are far more graceful and elegant than karate chops. <laughs> but it was a most precious sight. I see hope in God's presence in the 17 Eucharistic visitors who were new or renewing their certification last Sunday at a training so that they could carry the holy mysteries we share to those who cannot be with us in worship. I see hope in God's presence in the fact that we who are many are one body because we all share one bread, one cup. When I can look up from my screens and stop the doom scrolling, I can still see hope. And I can still see God's surprising presence all around me, especially in this place, especially in you. All the rest I hold in prayer, and I do what I can do. Maybe you needed this reminder today. Most preachers will tell you that we preach the sermon we most need to hear. And I know that's what I did. I needed to hear this today. To remember. In these days of literal deep 
in this in-between time, this meantime, while we wait, we too walk in the light of 